This is the Lingaholics Podcast with Cody, Marcus, and Ian, where we dive deep into conversations about the experiences and endeavors of the language learning life. On this pod, we feature a wide variety of guests and topics with nonstop passion and nonstop fun. There's no last call for Lingahol, so come on in and join the show. podcast is live and just like this was born in 2020 folks let's rally in one year as a podcast this episode 40 how's it going everybody this is ian here and wow 40 episodes with my boys senor sueco senor cotovelo we are we're back we're keeping it going and we're going to be rolling on here and how's it going everybody one year ago today i'm sitting at the table where it all started in the town where i reside and yeah we are just rolling on through with the languages still uh lots has happened in one year it's kind of crazy uh, i don't know if life's moving faster the tumultuousness of 2020 probably threw everything for a spin as well but Lots been going on. Lots been going on. So bring it in, everybody. This is the Lingaholics podcast. Talking all the lingo. Um, yes, languages as always, as always, just like from episode one, day one of the podcast. Uh, May has brought on a new energy for me. Uh, my school year is winding down. We're online right now, which you know it's got its own little challenges, but it's also got its new opportunities, uh, fun times. But I need to give a quick shout out to Barb. Tatiana, Nara, William, and the Alliance Francaise, because in that respect of order, I had my German, Ukrainian, Portuguese, Korean, and French lessons this past week. So boys, uh, I feel like I got some language cooking oil, and it's, uh, it's a sizzling right now. So it's the one year up, one year in to the Lingaholics podcast, this fun adventure with uh, my two my two guys. So with that said, that's a little spiel of this episode. Thank you to anybody who's been listening from episode one, or if this is your first episode listening. Uh, lots of fun, lots of fun. So hope everyone's telling their friends, family about the Lingaholics podcast. With that said, let's go to Korea. Let's go direct, directly to Korea and see what's happening with our boy Cody. I know always something up with Senor Cotovelo. Welcome to she. The floor is yours. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So May 14th, 2020 that's right that's a, that's a pretty special day i think that's a day that all of us will remember forever that is and, and then next thing yeah so here we are a year later 40 episodes four countries and multiple languages later <laughs> yeah yeah man yeah so it's been it's been a crazy year for sure but um it's been it's been a pleasure to start this podcast with you guys. I can't believe we're 40 episodes in. That's nuts, hey? It's wild, man. Like, like I look at Joe Rogan. He's at like 1,700 or 1,600. And yeah, you got to start somewhere, right? And then you just build up and build up. And yeah, man, one year, 40 eps. Like, what do we talk about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Next thing you know, we're going to be at that thousand mark. <laughs> Dude, man. Yeah. Every app, every app, just adding the number. So yeah, man. So what's new? What's new in Korea, dude? Yeah. So um, <laughs> this is, 
the listener might be kind of surprised by uh, what I'm about to say, or maybe depending on if you know me in real life, maybe you're not surprised. This won't surprise you at all. <laughs> but um, I have decided to actually come back home to Canada. I will not be continuing on to, to Seoul or Busan or wherever in Korea. And this, this, is, um, this is a good decision. This is what I want to do because um, my long-term plan has always been to go back to university and get my teaching degree so I can become uh, a public school teacher in Alberta. And just with, in light of recent events, I've just decided to come home and get started with working on my career and just getting my life settled down a little bit because um, if I want to continue with my plan that I had here in Korea, then I'd, I'd have to be here for, for quite a long time. If I wanted to save up enough money to finish paying off all my debt and save enough to go back, save enough to go back to school. So I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm just gonna come back home and maybe take out some student loans or something <laughs> and just get my schooling done with so I can, just so I can be like Senor Regnier over there and uh get started like we were talking pre-show though your last name sounds way cooler though to students <laughs> so Hatsburg. Senor Regner. yeah we have Hatsburg. Hatsburg. <laughs> yeah i did um yeah man and then in german we'd have herr Hatsburg, <laughs> and in french we'd have monsieur Hatsburg. <laughs> and then in chinese i was saying to, to the guys i i think in chinese i would just use my uh, I would just use my Chinese name, Kaido, and I'd be Kaido Laoshi, because my last name in Chinese is just like the other ones sound funny and they're kind of like interesting. <laughs> but if I said my last name in Chinese, it would just be too much. Like, because in Chinese, you you can't um, have like, consonants beside each other. Mm-hmm. And there's like, mm-hmm. in my last name, there's like five consonants put together. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you have to split That's my funny. name up into like, seven or eight different words in Chinese. It was just, it's just too much, man. <laughs> man, you might get it truncated like I did, where I'm just senor and monsieur in the school. So hey, maybe easy yeah, peasy. I mean, you when you're just a language teacher, teacher, when you're just a language teacher in your school, it's uh it's easy to go by that. So yeah. Yeah, dude. Okay. Okay. Momentous. Momentous. Yeah, man. Decisions, but Dude, like I like we've had conversations like with your experience and like passion for languages, dude. And here in Alberta, man, languages, languages uh in the school system always, always need a language teacher. So I think it's a recipe for yeah. success. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, man. Uh cool, cool hearing Cody here and kind of waiting in the wings in Ontario right now. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, Gespodin Marcus, Pan Marcus, Gavrita Paruski, Senor, Gavrita Paruski, Senor, Gespodin. Znamros Dinya. Znamros Dinya Lingoholicus Podcast. Znamros Dinya. Da, Senor. Paruski, Tolka Nimanoga. Tolka Nimanoga. Tolka Nimanoga. Da, Gavrio Paruski. Did they cross the closet? I got a butt in here and I gotta say it's always so much fun listening to you guys riff in languages that is, I no hey man we extended Yo. the lockdown another two weeks hey, I got a bunch forward. of italki classes locked in nice I got my Russian uh Pimsler program started up in the car go. going to work go. every day in the morning Dubai. I guess you can 
can say I'm buzzing, man. I'm buzzing. I'm getting my vaccine on Monday. Fingers crossed not to get original antigenic sin. Oh, God. But I don't care, man. I'm oh, buzzing. God. I'm buzzing. Buzzing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Okay, okay. So I'm terrible's never been stronger. We finally got some nice weather. We finally got some nice weather here as well. It's nice and sunny. <laughs> I've been wearing a t-shirt and shorts all day. Oof, yeah. You know, no. practicing Russian. Yeah, yeah, Okay. So I don't know, man. I'm I'm having a good time. What's I'm having the... a good time? Buying a bunch okay. of Bitcoin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, buying the dips. Lots happening in life. Lots happening in life. Um, it's it's an interesting time to be alive. Yeah, Let's just put it like that. <laughs> to put it lightly. That's just, that's just exactly. Uh, it's an interesting um, time to be alive. For sure. Okay, let's backtrack a little. So you finished all forty. No, no, sorry. Four levels of Portuguese, which contains thirty lessons each. Which, by my math, that's one hundred and twenty episodes of Pimsleur of Portuguese, Senor. Completo? Uh, so yeah, so um, whatever that is, let's do some quick That's math here. Let's do 40 hours. hours. 16. Well, okay, what's a Pimsler lesson nowadays? No, wait, hold on, hold on. Let's just round it up, man. You got like 60 hours, probably. Portuguese. No, it's 60 hours. Yeah, obviously, yeah. It's 60 hours. Yeah. And then, so you finished that and um like you said you're taking some italki classes with your portuguese yes as well isso, isso. Yes. and then uh uh you listen to any uh fala gringo fala gringo fala gringo um, um, pouco. Um, pouco. yeah yeah just yeah. a little bit just a little bit no um yeah. you know i'm very satisfied with the level that i've obtained in portuguese uh not to say that i'm not that i'm gonna stop but i'm gonna tone it down a little bit I'm okay. going to hone it in. I'm going to shift my focus to elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Like with Russian right now, I'm going back to Spanish, French. I have all, I'm always doing French, right? German. You got to maintain this stuff, right? But I'm, yeah. I got to say, I'm very satisfied with the level of Portuguese that, w- that I was able to obtain mm-hmm. uh, or, or hit after the period of time that I had been studying it or learning it. And I'm very, I'm very, very motivated to do this again with other romance languages like Italian, because, you know, it's 60 hours and then plus a bunch of other, a couple of few italki classes and some other podcasts, 60 Mm -hmm. hours plus that, that's sufficient to obtain a level that's very satisfactory to me. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a superstar. No, no. But I can have a, I can hold a conversation and you know that we hold conversations. I'm at the level. Where I can go to, I can listen to a, to to Portuguese news and understand what's going on. I feel, I feel like I'm ready to go to to Portugal or Brazil, not Portugal, not Portugal, mm-hmm. but Brazil, and uh, <laughs> and uh, shoot the shit. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm there, I, man. I'm prepared. Well, I've gone through boot camp. Yeah. I've gone through language boot camp, and I'm ready to, ready to hit the beaches. Yeah, D Day. P day, poor Lang- DJ. Um, Language D day. <laughs> um, what's the Enigma code? What's uh, all right? Bad World War II references. I can't make a joke out of. Uh, okay, dude, you're living proof that the anchor language theory is a thing, in my oh, yeah. mind. And like, Please. well, like, I mean, I, I'd say the same story with my my Portuguese. Like, it's just like, I think we were talking about that, like. Just anytime we're falling back, uh, like when I'm talking with my Portuguese speaker, it's like, man, anytime you don't need a word, just reaching for that cognate in Spanish. And sometimes it's not right. Like, learned a fun word this past week. I was like saying, like, oh, meu português accento. And she's like, sotaque. No, no, sotaque, senhora. Sotaque. Ah, okay. Esse. Amigos Esse. falsos. Amigos, amigos falsos in verdade. Existe. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so those amigos falsos, but you kind of weed those out, I find. And then you replace it with like what they actually say. And then mm. like, yeah. So then you got to get this, this other variety. Like there's that overlap and you got to like un-overlap a few things and then just plant in what you actually like 
what actually is said in the country and then boom. it's kind of like learning like the exceptions for for la and l it's yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. masculine it's for like sure. wearing, oh it's el problema it's el problema like yeah. right yeah 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 for uh, sure. the romance but no it's actually so it's not acento uh-huh. or whatever you'd say right it's kind of yeah. like that you just kind of got to learn the exceptions yeah but otherwise it's the same that's the same freaking it's a lot like, man it's a lot so the cognitive load isn't as when the cognitive load doesn't have to be as uh like heavy off the start i feel like the fun can jump up already a few notches to to dive right it's in. fun it's portuguese is a fun language and a fun culture super fun super fun. man so that's such a good language to learn honestly good language well, learn portuguese so, folks that's such an enjoyable language well, I mean, look at brazil brazil's big right like you look at you know, you know i always read i read these articles saying how like you know, say Spanish wasn't a colonial power and arguably you can make the same thing for French, Portuguese. Like they just be kind of these like smallish languages in Europe, kind of like what's a 40 million people, like Ukrainian roughly, like Ukrainian didn't go on to like colonize. So I wonder if Spanish or Portuguese would be as cool if they were only speaking in Europe, say like take a Romanian, for example. No, no, Lame. I don't think so. Lame. right i guess so i just it's weird how like not weird per se it makes a lot of sense it's like the booming the brightness of so much of these languages comes from their colonial offshoots right like no no offense to portugal i like i had some like actual students from portugal and everything but i feel like there's an energy behind an average person that would want to learn portuguese is like brazil man like brazil hella like it's just it's incredible right so it's just like like you know an average it's like french right quebec like quebec like incredible. yeah yeah no of course of course and exactly the same the, thing the big varieties and all these like like the spices of these languages really come with like yes yeah, so thank god for the french the the french uh pioneers right <laughs> they came to quebec oh yeah well i mean yeah all these languages fascinating histories so um but that's not like what okay because china right now like are they spreading like chinese you know it's not like they're taking out like a colonial power like but chinese right now is viewed as like hugely important because you got 1.4 billion people and granted that's all within like one country so they didn't like go on i guess just the sheer size of some of these countries makes the draw Mm -hmm. like okay cody what was your like because you weren't initially Chinese, like German for you, right? That was your first foreign language that you kind of like fell in love with? Yeah. Okay, then what was the Chinese influence? Uh, So, well, German was my first foreign language. And then I followed it up with Spanish. So I got really into Spanish in university. And then French was always kind of French there. has always just been in and out of the picture. That's kind of like my German. Canada, man. German Canada. for me has like always been there. It's like and going in yeah. and out, whatever. It's kind of this. <laughs> yeah. It's there. It's there. Floating. Exactly. And yeah, of course, like living in Canada, French, it has that role that it plays. And then, um, you know, it was kind of funny. Um, there were a few influences from some friends that I had. Um, one from actual like Chinese friends that I had and two from friends who were also taking Chinese and they wanted me to like take the Chinese class with them. And I was thinking uh-huh. about doing yeah. another language. I was like, yeah, all right, why not? Like, why not? Let's do Chinese. Like, uh-huh. it'd be a challenge for sure. So yeah. I was feeling up to it and I just, I went, I went through with it and I guess I never looked back, so. Okay, all right. Because before the episode, Mark's talking about how like Russian now, Slavic languages, it might be like a little slower, obviously, than how like Portuguese just went. Mm-hmm. A little? Um, Come on, man. That's what so I slow ride, dude. Yeah, yeah. No, so I'm asking Cody, like, was that a slow <laughs> ride for Chinese too? Like, how oh, yeah, was the ride at the start? It was a super slow ride for Chinese. Okay. And okay. Um, it's been also a lot of my frustrations with Korean have been soothed from remembering how difficult learning Chinese was. 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, I still, I honestly still think that learning Korean is harder than Chinese for me personally. Maybe everyone's uh -huh. different, right? So, but for me personally, I think yeah. Korean's harder than Chinese. But even then, doesn't mean Chinese is easy. No, <laughs> like, no. Just thinking about back to my time learning it, um, especially when I first was getting started, like, oh my god. And I remember being in China and just like listening to really like when I when people were really having a conversation, I remember being really lost a lot yeah. of the time. And um yeah, so anyway, I don't know where I was going with that. Well, no, yeah, something kind like, of interesting I will I just want to say something interesting about yeah. Chinese really well for, for my history with Chinese is that when I was in university, um when I so I took a couple Chinese classes and there was one semester I was taking four at the same time I was doing French German Spanish and Chinese all at the same time like university classes and I burned myself out actually I was like oh my god this is this is too much like I had to <laughs> I had to stop <laughs> I had to I just I picked one that I had to drop and the ironic part is that I chose Chinese that you dropped yeah i dropped chinese because you my logic it. at the time yes was uh well my degrees in german and spanish i live in canada like french is really important i'm probably not going to use chinese later on in life super ironic considering i went to go teach english in china for two yeah. years yeah. <laughs> and i actually okay. did learn it later on but my that seems to be a common theme in my life is that i make a very logical decision based on facts and then life just comes and like <laughs> goes the other way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cause so yeah. So Marcus, you're saying how like that slower pace with Russian, it's all about enjoying the ride, man. The that's scenery. a good, that's a good um, right? acknowledgement. Yeah. So yeah. here's the thing, like I said before the pod, I'm so at this point, I'm, you know, I've gone through this process before. I know how it's like, you know, you mm -hmm. start, you start dipping your toes in the water a little bit. You learn how to introduce yourself, mm -hmm. you learn how to ask That's for directions, dabble. you know, you're mm -hmm. dabbling, right? Mm -hmm. You're like, you're listening <laughs> to the sounds like, oh, this is kind of weird. Like they have mm -hmm. these sounds in this language. Let's see if I can make that with my mouth. Mm -hmm. Let's see if I can make these sounds. And then you're playing around with it a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah you're messing around mm -hmm. you're, messing you're, about. you're a little you're fooling around with the language a little bit yeah. and then you know eventually you know it's a process mm -hmm. you get past the basic introduction and you start That's you know right. okay how do you do this now how do you yeah. start you know ordering things at a restaurant for example mm -hmm. right how yeah. do you how do you go to the supermarket and you ask the 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 lady the supermarket lady what types of meat they have or something i don't know you know what kind yeah, of produce yeah. right how do you sure, say yeah. cucumber or tomato like stuff like that and you slowly move forward and then eventually you're going to reach a level where you start making sense of it and it's like oh this kind of makes sense the grammar now kind of makes sense i've been listening to this enough that you know i'm starting to put one and one together now the thing is with Portuguese, this was accelerated. It was kind of like learning Esperanto. That's what it felt like. It was like yeah. so easy. You know, I was just sitting in the car listening mm -hmm. to Pimsler and like, you know, asking myself aloud, is it really this easy? Like, this is awesome. <laughs> you know, is it really this goddamn easy to learn Portuguese? Which it is if you learn, if you know how to speak Spanish, because it's the same grammar. They, call, they essentially yeah. just copy paste with the grammar and then threw in some exceptions like you already mentioned. Yeah. The right? work is finding the exceptions. Right. And there's cognates for everything. Meanwhile, I'm in the car and I'm listening to all these new words and sounds and it, it, it is very tricky. It's very hard for me to memorize everything, right? Because everything's new and there's zero cognates. There's no anchor language for me. So... Mm -hmm yeah i mean you will find eventually you'll see the cognates yes but it, like Luckily. it's not in my you know i, I no, hear no, one I think, thing for yeah i then, hear one thing for i hear one thing for portuguese and it's like in my brain already and it's not yes. going out it's like one mm. it's like it it, it it goes through once and it stays but for for russian it has to go through like five times mm -hmm. for it to stay otherwise it's just in one ear and out the other 
that doesn't work mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. that that has become very obvious to me if there's no anchor language then it's exponentially more difficult and you know what that's fine i'm not in a rush with this i'm not trying yeah. i have no expectations no pressure i'm not putting any pressure on myself to obtain any level of fluency in any period of time whatsoever i'm just having fun yeah because i i mean and i might take issue even with the word difficulty and just say it might be just more time consuming like because you already have this a mass of language learning experience so i mean yes difficulty it, well, like, it is more difficult for me to retain vocabulary. So it's just going to be more time consuming. Basically. Yeah, because it's more difficult. Okay. When I think of difficult, I think of like pain in a way, but like. <laughs> it doesn't have to um, be pain. No, no, no. Because like, like when I was pre prepping for the Korean War with Cody, like basically I just did a bunch of reps on the beginner level. Like. I wasn't trying to like get real, real far, real fast. It was just like, all right, these are like the basics to kind of say the thing. And yeah, like for me, Korean was like total offshoot, unknown territory. So, but I didn't feel it was difficult per se. It was just like, this is going to take a lot of time. So that's how I, that's how I view it in a sense. It was like, okay. So you're, you're afraid of using the D word. Kind of. Yeah, this just all depends on how you view difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, cause I feel like this is where language is like different from like math or learning about immunology or something. It's just more like, okay, this is just going to take a bunch of reps. To well, that's the same this. thing with math. It's the same thing with immunology. If you're going to, you know, if you, if, if you like put learning in... how to say, hi, how are you? Where's the bathroom? My name yeah, Of is. course like, it I'm is. Learning a language. Same... If there's anything I've learned, so, you know, I've spent most of my time here in life studying science and languages. Okay, I'm interested to hear about that. the relate. Like, and it's exactly the same thing. It's the same process. It's the same process. Learning, for example, chemistry. Learning chemistry is like learning a language. How? You know, it's exactly the same thing because you have to understand learning the laws of nature is like learning grammar. And it's a slow process and you have to, you can't just sit down with a book and read it. It's not going to work. You have to be in the lab or you have to be in the real world. You have to do things that are difficult, like listening to a podcast or immersing yourself in a foreign culture, going to Spain like I did and like being in a, in a situation where you don't understand as much as you would have understand in your native language. Mm -hmm. right it's the same thing in chemistry and then you go back it's iterative right so you go back to the books when you find when you stumble across something so when you stumble across something that doesn't make sense and you read about it and then it's an iterative process like that right you it's know what same I thing. and then after what can i just finish this one yeah, point because yeah, sure. it's important at one point there's a click moment where you're like this oh, makes i want to talk about the click moment i have a new bone to pick with the click moment okay, oh but, okay okay but, but you have a bunch of different click moments right and, and and after you fully understand a concept you're able to take in that concept and then you're able to start playing around with it and be creative and mm -hmm. uh formulate like new sentences and languages it's the same in 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 science you're able to take a concept put it into your brain, think about it and playing around with it to start formulating new ideas and, and, uh, and uh, be creative to create new processes and, tr and try to predict what is going to happen if you put one and two together. Okay, so yeah, I was so a biologist who knew all the biology basics and I jump right into chemistry. It would be just kind of like jumping from Portuguese into Russian. Yes, that yes, that's what it is. Cody, sorry, man. I'm gonna throw it over to you now because I know I see you. You're you're very eager to say something very impactful. I yeah, I would I would say that languages language is more like a mixture between art and math. Yeah, because I agree with Mark with with what Marcus is saying. There's a lot of equations and like objective facts involved, but I mean, language is the whole idea of expressing yourself, right? in creative ways so mm -hmm. it's yeah language is just like the perfect mixture of art and math i agree well, that's what science is too like science isn't just art science and technology sorry <laughs> science isn't just like math science is like science and technology is like an art as well yeah yeah i, I see what you're saying with that because 
it's kind of funny. Like, so I'm a, I'm a department of one in my high school. Right. And it's funny because departments like to like talk a little smack about each other. Like, Oh, you guys oh, in the English partner in, in the English department, like, Oh, you're all about your feelings and your subjective, like life, like life, um, experiences that you've had and then like oh like numbers or social studies like you guys nerd. just like the facts nerd. then this happened then this happened then this happened and i'm the sitting nerds. there um yeah nerds basically and i'm sitting there and being like okay and this ties into cody's point i think i was like well you know part of my job is like yeah i can sit there and explain like nitty gritty nitty gritty grammar points uh the pr- pronunciation and like so that's where I feel like languages lapse to like the science side, social studies, like historical facts side. But then when it's like, I want to be creative with the language. I want to like use these expressions in a new way. I want to like make new experiences be like very, very expressive and that artful usage of language and you fall into the English side. So you just feel like you're sitting in this debate and you're like, yeah, I, I both makes both come like, they uh, coalesce when you're teaching a second language or learning mm-hmm. a second language because there's the art and the sciencey part together. And I don't know anybody who could. But it's so be... similar. It's so similar. I see. Excellent point. Excellent point. Okay. But yeah. in reality, learning one or the other is so similar. It's just, okay, to be completely honest with you, to be completely honest, learning languages is more fun than learning science honestly it's more like it's more like pure pleasure like learning science is like it's like i don't know it's just like interesting you know well that just i mean okay yeah okay so for you it's interesting it's interesting as hell to learn about science but languages is like pure euphoria okay okay (laughs) you don't really get that in science like pure like you like made some like those mathematicians that what are those called those new like when they make those equate or proofs like if you made a new <laughs> yeah. proof wouldn't yeah. you be just like felt like you got fluent in like five languages like i'm a, i'm guessing i'm only guessing no but you know like, you're when you're hanging out with your buddies and you're riffing yeah, so the social and you guys know what i'm talking about course. euphoria yeah like it feels and, like god has sent you this experience yeah certain experiences of language learning are pure yeah, euphoria man. but others are not well and that's what because it's funny at langfest and yeah i think specific at langfest i was talking with josh and he's like man there's a lot of like it bros here i was like oh that's interesting because like i'm always wondering like with a language depending on what kind of your background is like say you're a literature major or a science major, I feel like a science major might come at languages from like this more of that like grammatical rules. Not sueco. So, okay. I know I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm slightly generalizing here, but like, 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 like an IT guy, like he's thinking in like systematic ways where like a literature person might be interested in like expressions and the nuances of meaning. And I just feel like you can come at it from these like different angles and be able to get something that you like works for you in a way so i'm always interested like the personality type that would be drawn in to a foreign language and what their like educational that's a good question that's a good question is because yeah like there was a high prevalence of like it guys at length so i was like okay that's That's interesting yeah they're probably thinking very systematically about it right like okay i'm gonna think about like accusative generative dative like if you want to break it down systematically, yeah. past, present, they, they, all they the just tenses. Ha- they, they just hard code it into their brains. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> kind of like Cody. Cody, you're a hard coder. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Cody. I've got, no, yeah, I've, no, I've, got, I've got a strange mixture of the literature brain and also the systematic brain. I think that's what gives me that natural talent for learning languages. You have an, eclect- horn, you have an eclectic yeah. brain, bro. Uh, yeah. But I was going to say as well, you know, going back to whatever is more fun, you know, I'm, I'm, I can just picture myself going to a science conference, which I do. Mm-hmm. And I've done that. And it's fun. Yeah. But comparing a science conference to a language conference. <laughs> come on, man. Come on, man. 
I've only like been to language conferences. That's no, that's no, I haven't been to a language conference, okay. Okay. but I can imagine it's so much more fun than a science <laughs> conference. <laughs> all, right, all right, thank you for conceding. Can you imagine going to a math conference? Look, I am all on board on physics and chemistry and whatever, like yeah. biology. I think it's awesome. Because yeah, yeah. you're, you're doing something, you're creative, yeah. and you're helping humanity move forward in a very productive manner. I but agree. There's, yeah. like, that's, that's your, um, if you want to be a productive society, societal member, going into STEM is awesome. And it's good. Yeah, and it's yeah. interesting. But it's not languages. You, you know, it's not apples to apples. If you want to yeah. have a fun life with, with uh, a lot of friends and and uh, social benefits and whatnot, a, a, a profound understanding of society, mm-hmm. of the social sciences and different countries and different cultures, languages is the best. Yeah, yeah, seems to facilitate that. And uh-huh. it's the best. Yeah. And I, look, coming from a person who's in, who's got his feet in both areas, it's a beautiful combination. It's yeah. a beautiful combination because I'm getting the best of both worlds here. Well, and that's where like, I feel like sometimes I have to, I get worried sometimes myself because I get so into languages. Like I can like look back on the week, like that's all I did. It's literally all I did where it's like, I'm happy. I got some friends helping me learn a little bit of like the stock market. You and I, you're helping me learn about a little bit about immunology. And yeah, it's probably already advanced over the head, over top of my head stuff so what i'm never going to learn about it i'm just going to be like nope i'm a languages guy guys like <laughs> no like, i gotta start i gotta start somewhere and like it kind of ties into the fact people say this all the time but then you wonder how much they actually mean like you gotta be a lifelong learner well if you're gonna be a lifelong learner man you base you're going back to school at age 32 and age 42 and age 52 you're gonna keep learning new stuff your brain's gonna get challenged and that's mm-hmm. just that, man. And that's how I feel like. And then that's the thing. Like, okay, if I can tie languages into it, because that's the preference. That's like the number one thing. Like, if I can learn about Bitcoin by reading a French book about Bitcoin, I'm going to do that. But, like, you got to work the other sides of the brain sometimes, too. So that's why I feel like, okay, languages, I love you. I love you. But, like, am I getting my well-rounded? Like, that's what one teacher complimented me when I was in junior high. Like, Ian, you're kind of well-rounded. Like, I want to keep that up, right? That's good. Imagine, um, like, Ian waking up when he's 40 years old and, like, I spent the last 30 years just on languages. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any skills. I just know how to speak, like, 20 languages. <laughs> no I've dabbled in 130. No skills. <laughs> no skills. I can tell you about the... Every- I don't even know how to do my own taxes. But I can there's, speak. There's an example. There's an Swahili example. or whatever. If someone was like, "Hey, well, Ian, here's a tax course in Spanish," I'd be like, "Where do I sign up?" Illegal is. <laughs> you know, to be like, to be fair to the other side of the argument, though, this is something that I've been grappling with: is that sometimes I can be a little bit too ambitious, and I'm like, "Oh, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to learn how to do yeah, this. I want to yeah, learn yeah. how to do everything." <laughs> but you can you can only spread your resources so far, right? So I think it's great to have something that you're fixated on that really guides you through life. And yeah, of course, it's important to learn about other fields of knowledge and things like that. Um, But I don't think you need to stress yourself out too much about learning how to be completely well-rounded because that can be stressful in and of itself. That's an excellent point. But can I, can I just bring up a benefit with being, I'm not going to say well-rounded, but multifaceted. Because mm. let's say, let's say a benefit that's, that I have uh, experienced is that, you know, sometimes perhaps my uh, scientific side of my life is not going as well as I wish it would. Right. And I'm feeling a little down about that. But then on the other side, my languages are like going straight up. You know, I'm having, I'm buzzing. I'm going really well. So, I, you know, I feel good about that. I feel mm-hmm. really good about that. So, you know, it kind of evens out and I'm, I'm flying uh, straight. I'm, I'm, I'm level. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like the analogy I can make is like with the stock market, you know, you have your stock portfolio. Bitcoin goes down 10%. You're like, oh man, like this is horrible. But then on the other side, you have like your 
uh, let's say you own stock in like TD Bank or Canadian National Railway, CNR, right? And that goes up 10%. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, this is awesome. So you're like down about Bitcoin, but you're up about these other stocks. Then you're like, you're flying level again. So it's kind of diversifying your, um, what can we call it? Your, your pillars of interests or like mm-hmm. what, what you yeah. define, like how you define success, like how everyone defines success in life in different ways. I happen to define success based on science and language. <laughs> <laughs> no pillars. Among like other things, pillars. I like, cause I, in my life, I think I have four pillars. Right. But I have some other more pillars, but two, two of them are languages and, uh, uh-huh. and uh, science. Right. And yeah. And having those, you know, things to feel good about up and down, that that kind of evens out my uh, my my. Uh, well, that's ambition. always that's always the argument of being more multifaceted, well-rounded, whatever you want to call it. If one is down and the other's up, you're gonna right. be okay. But if you're only one and that goes down, then life goes down. Right. Mm. Get that. Right. Exactly. And and here's the here's the reality because I've here's what I've realized is that you know very rarely everything's gonna go well very rare that everything's going oh, no. everything goes up and down like this mm-hmm. but if you have a bunch of other things that you that you a, a bunch of different pillars of value pillars let's call them value pillars if you have a bunch I call of them passion pillars, pillars you're gonna be yeah passion passion pillars value pillars whatever you want to call it it's yeah. gonna be like pretty much constant all the time right but if you have everything in one pillar mm-hmm. if you only have one passion pillar you know, when that goes down, you're down in the down in the dumps, right? And then when yeah. that goes up, you're like, yes, this is right. awesome. No, for sure. Right. And that's yeah. that's the, the benefit I have had from uh, diversifying yeah. my uh, my passion pillars, if you will. Uh-huh. And I think Cody's point of like, but at the same time, always even like, so for me, in this particular, I have, it's not even pillars, it's like a hierarchy of pillars, like languages music or no sorry languages working out music then like i don't know what i call the last one like my humanities i don't know that's like a big mix of whatever well everyone has like social right okay there's things that like lubricate all of those but that's how i would like put that hierarchy in my life so to speak so it's like i do have a number one thing but then the other ones kind of have to like uphold it at the same time and yeah, mm-hmm. if one's kind of down, that's not going to uphold it. Like I use music right. as a way to stimulate like the language passion. Right. Like right. new music all the time to like get my brain. Yeah, for sure. Going. And then you don't, if you have that diversification, then you're not going to freak out when one, one uh-huh. is like low. I think so. I you're think like, all right, so. whatever. I had a, I had a uh-huh. shitty day at work. I'm just going to go home and study languages hey, for the oh rest of the day. God. You know, that's literally how I feel like. Having sometimes. a week like that, you're like, my languages are waiting for me. Just Yeah. <laughs> Or like I'm gonna go way. work out, or I'm gonna yeah. watch baseball seriously. and win a bunch of Fanduel money and <laughs> whatever it is. No, like, seriously, yeah. whatever it is. I'm si- yeah, like find something to be able to 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 be able to disconnect to do something else. You want to find a way to disconnect and do mm-hmm. something else that you feel good about, not just yes. going and and uh, whatever wasting time like a lot of people do. What? Okay, maybe that's not a waste, but a lot of people do. But I find uh activities of the wasteful activities like watching uh i don't know some people enjoy that but like a bunch of like series and you know hours and hours hundreds of hours of like random series yeah and that's fine that's fine that's fine but do you really feel good about that is that something you feel good about look man like yeah it's interesting because you got okay this every polyglot can maybe relate to this especially when you're not around other polyglot people or just people super gung-ho on languages it's like it can be a little alienating sometimes because people just don't get your passion or it just Mm -hmm. completely whizzes by them like they don't even react because it's just like what so and like yeah matt versus japan made this point how like Look, man, people are going to be watching a lot of mainstream shows and this and that. But if you're like dedicated to languages, you're going to be using that time to watching like your language resources. And you might get a little disconnected from mainstream society because you're so, so focused on the betterment of your languages, like with lots of polyglots. Like every day, I just have that urge like, man, I got to work on it all. I got to work on it all. I got to keep getting it better. And 
in order to do that, yeah, I got to sacrifice not watching the Kardashians or, you know, and yeah, but do you want to be associated with the people that, 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 well, dude, I'm a, you know me, man. I have friends of all strokes of life. Like, yeah, but so, the Kardashians, I just pulled that. Like, I do not want to associate myself with the Kim Kardashian crowd. Whatever. Unless, man. unless like, they're polyglots too. Unless they're okay. <laughs> or scientists okay. or, or sports fans or and whatever. That was the beauty of the meetups, right? Because you're just like, ah, okay, I got the weekend but the thing, here. The thing that I realized is that if you're into sports as well, you're always going to have a connection to mainstream society. So as long as you stay connected to sports, you're never going to isolate yourself. That's yeah, my... Uh, I'm talking specifically my personal language tactic. Pa- the language passion sometimes it's it's not rough you just learn to be like all right you're just not into it that's fine just like i'm not into like lawn bowling a passionate lawn bowler like ian man it's the best like and like that's not like like they might feel about my languages so it's not like i like i'm not like proselytizing i'm not like religious about yeah but you can't live under a language rock you know, because then that's you turn a into a freak. Term. That's a great term. Yeah. The language rock. Get out of the language rock, Ian. You've been, <laughs> you've oh, been hiding me? under the language rock too much. No, no. What do you mean? The, oh, oh, I thought you meant in like people no, that aren't into languages. No, 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 no. Hiding under the language rock is when you're is you're you're just focusing on languages all the time and you're isolating yeah, yeah, yourself no. from mm-hmm. the rest of society. You're yeah, turning no, no, into no, a freak, right. right? Okay, I see what you're saying here now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope. yeah you gotta stay connected and i would turn into a freak if i didn't have sports that i was very uh adamant about okay but when you can cross pollinate like listen to a rockies game in spanish oh it's like, beautiful oh, beautiful dude, but what like, i'm saying oh. my my media that in which i connect with the average joe is through sports oh yeah yeah no no i have that for sure it's just the problem is when your number one passion like mine is languages it's sometimes hard to relate with like okay you like sports you like this you like that but what like what are you really passionate about it just happens to be something not many other people are like that's what i'm saying right and and um this is a little irrelevant but i was thinking about this like like let's sorry my game is a little bit let's take a guy like joe rogan yeah, like that guy. His number one passion in life is doing. That guy's got pillars, though, man. Yeah, but that guy's got mad pillars. But like his number one passion in life is doing things that a lot of other people like to do, right? Like a lot of people like fighting. A oh, lot of people sure, like yeah. like it, whatever, it. you know, all the stuff that he does, right? All this yeah, yeah. stuff that he like he, health, right? Health is a big thing for him. Like, of course, yeah, Working a bunch of things, health. right? So it's very easy for him to connect with people, and that's why he's such a good interlocutor, right? That's why he's so good at confabulating. It's is because he's <laughs> okay, Mister Big Word. <laughs> it's because he's so he's so well rounded. Like he, yeah, or no, 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 no. he's well rounded, but he's well rounded in things that a lot of people are interested in. Meanwhile, Correct. us, like we can only talk to ourselves. <laughs> no one else, no one, and, and you know, relatively speaking, not a lot of people are into to language languages. And and uh yes, for me, I okay. feel like not a lot, not okay, a lot okay. of people oh, want to talk about no, like, you just made a dynamics. You just made a beautiful point. You made a beautiful point there. So when I'm saying this, like, ah, oh, I'm disconnected and blah 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 blah. Okay. Big part of the reason starting this podcast really really like the seed of this the the conception of this podcast in my mind was like okay wait ian yeah you feel a bit of this alienation but but there is a there is a huge community still so it's like yes maybe not within my physical proximity exactly but i've been to langfest i've been to polyglot gathering i've been to the meetups there's still a community, hence why it's like, okay, I just need something in my life that's a direct portal to that. And that's essentially what I would define this podcast as for me starting it. Like you guys might have your own feelings with everything about it, but that's 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 how it that's actually tying into like how this podcast for me, like I really wanted to start. It was like, man, I need some kind of portal right to the passion kind of thing. I a passion portal. Passion portal. That's 
There you go. It's basically what the the podcast is the passion portal for me. Because, yeah, man. That could be like a good title for this episode. (laughs) Happy birthday. (laughs) I was thinking one year in, one year in, man, but I'll put it in the description. I'll put it in the description. (laughs) One year. The one man, year passion portal. Birthday. You guys introduced me, some friends. I brought on some friends, and we've gotten to meet some cool people. Language come up. Seabolt speaks. The hockey night and um, like Randy from Hockey Night in Punjabi. Like it was just like okay, I was feeling this disconnect, but well, what Lord am I going to do? What am I going to do to connect it? Right. So yeah, to have a weekly outlet to come talk about languages geek out with you guys talk to people and stuff oh yeah that's that's made a huge difference in not feeling alienated for me for sure Mm -hmm. it's been yeah it's been a wonderful outlet to just because i know sometimes like you get sporadic bursts when you can talk to people about language stuff but yeah yeah, having this weekly podcast where you can really just sift through all these ideas has been really Uh it's almost been therapeutic dude I, I would argue that for me in a way because I just get it because man I've been dude I've been doing language stuff now for 10 years right so I was like nine years without having a podcast so obviously on a week-to-week basis hot thoughts are buzzing through my heads but with the media nowadays with the ease of technology it's like yeah man let's just press the record button and let her riff yeah, plus it's, it's yeah. so casual too like this is a good time oh, just to like shoot the shit with you guys and have you know oh, for sure. catch up and like, like how are you doing what's going yeah, on and i love you. like man i got Murder. like what's happening and like what's going on and you know i yeah i got big ideas and like there's a work initiative with it too like like i see seabolt um he hasn't done it so much lately but when he does his live stream podcasts and people are like chiming in and he's got like a live energy happening and ricardo simcott's <laughs> been doing these every sunday morning the last like few months man and just like ah like there's a live energy too so yeah like definitely audience connection whatever so i feel like just to make make that like language community more and more normal in my life it's just been like a oh, just like a huge breath of fresh air um, mm-hmm. for me so Absolutely. yeah therapeutic man i think therapeutic is the right word yeah um okay okay enough mushy stuff I had a, yeah, click moments. I said I was going to ah, yes, click moment. I wanted to talk about this too, so you go ahead first. Okay, I was, uh, I was in the shower. This where many ideas come about. Cold like, shower? I think it was hot at that point. So cold, I'm I usually don't to, have a lot of, I usually cold, don't have I'm just trying to get through it. No, cold yeah, shower. not great ideas in cold showers. Great for the body, not for the mind the mind afterwards um but i was like no mind no that's what that's exactly why you should take cold showers because it's good for your mind after <laughs> no, after not during not, after not yes gonna, during yes during okay, i've gonna, come up with jack nothing when I'm, cody, I was like, cody oh, you're God. not gonna come up with a theory of special relativity when you're in the cold shower. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's not yeah okay no that's not, was not mean. having a cold shower that's not what i mean i mean it's good for <laughs> It's good for strengthening your mind. It's not good oh, for yes. obviously. Yes. Yes. But, yeah, but we, we were talking more about the fact of being during during psychologically productive or whatever you want no, to call after, it. After, okay. after after the cold shower, you feel great. Don't get me wrong. I'm talking about during, like in the when the water's hitting you. Okay. I was, okay, okay. So okay. like the click moment, like I don't know. It's more like for me, because it's German right now that I'm critiquing this uh, click because in German, man, I can like, I just picture a bunch of hurdles where you got like space in between and you get a hurdle and then the hurdle and then a little more space and the hurdle. And I feel like I can say a lot of things like in those spaces, like a lot of simple sentences, a lot of thing, but the hurdles that keep like, uh, like I'll just be going and go. it kind of happens to me with Portuguese in the past tense right now where I'm going and going and going and like stop because my brain is just like oh conjunction must put verb to end of sentence now <laughs> and it's just like oh frick. like all right there's no click there there's no click yet like um, but like when my 
German teachers are my German teachers talk to me like she's going like she goes like she's, uh, she speaks a little faster too which I don't mind like it's a good challenge and it's like okay like comprehension is clicking but expression and I feel like when we talk about the click one a lot we're talking about like the expressive capacity that a guy has and I just feel like what it's basically gonna be is just like knocking all the hurdles eventually down that we might pronounce it the click but in the meantime i just feel like it's like going going good 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 hurdle can't get over the hurdle going 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 good 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 hurdle so and i with portuguese it's not really the case but with german right now still when i gotta like those subjunctive clauses still like just like rattle me and same with like i guess in between too with the the verb so like i don't know if we're making too much about this like big moment when it's just more like get over more hurdles to feel like your your uh, expressive fluency is uh, is getting better that's my just little i feel like the the click thing is we're missing what's in between kind of thing cody yeah i you know i would say the click moment in my opinion the click moment is when the language in general just makes sense and I know that's a little bit hard to define, but it's an intuitive feeling that you have. And it expresses itself when you're having a conversation with somebody and you generally don't have any issues. Like, yeah, sure, you're still going to not to know how to say a lot of words and you might make a few mistakes, but you're never super lost on how to express yourself. Like you can, there's always something to fall back on. I think that's the key for having a click moment is that when you always have something to fall back on, like there's never a moment when you're just like, uh, completely lost, completely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So can I try to elaborate? Can I try to elaborate on this a little bit? Let's go. So, um, what I think or my, my, uh, how I, what, how I look upon the, the click moment is when, you've learned how to express yourself in a certain way. You've learned all the phrases, you've learned all the, you've, you've attained a high level of, li- of comprehension, of listening comprehension. You've learned how to, you know, say a, a wide variety of things. And you've gone through the, the process of, of rehearsing that um, a repertoire, your repertoire, right? Mm-hmm. Of how to say all these different things and hold you, you've, you've trained yourself to, to essentially be able to have a certain amount of, uh, you, you've trained yourself to be able to hold conversations in select areas, right? So yeah. you learn how to introduce yourself. You learn how to talk about languages. You've learned how to talk about like politics to a certain extent or whatever, like cost of cost of live. I don't know. Yeah. You know? Topic. You've learned how to do all that. And it's, you've gotten past the point where you're just trying to remember what to yes. say and yes. you've kind of ingrained it into your your subconscious mind so you can communicate without really yes. thinking about it yes and that's when you hit that click moment you're like wow i'm i i i yes. recognize that i've achieved a certain level of fluency where i'm starting to think in that language and that for me, and I remember when that happened to me in Spanish. Uh-huh, well, yeah. uh, I remember when that happened to me in French. And, yeah. uh, you know, those are the most two most distinct moments for me in two languages. You know uh, what? I think yeah. I think the three of us just defined what a click moment is just in three. It's the exact same thing, just in three, just said it in three different ways. <laughs> right. No, no, no. I think so, too. Well, but, but we're yeah. trying to articulate it, right? Yeah. yeah. And it. I feel yes, like you said, you're not think you're not thinking about those rehearsed things to say. It's organically coming about. Yes. Mm-hmm. You yes. don't need mm-hmm. to put conscious thought yes. into rules or the, just whatever you've rehearsed before, basically. Just organic organically comes about. And what I'm saying, what I'm specifically zooming in on is the expressive capability. Because yes, comprehend comprehending alone. Maybe we don't celebrate this enough um, in the language learning community. Like 
it's pretty amazing when you can listen to like a whole like a huge like for me right now like a huge chunk of an easy german podcast and be like oh wow but to get that real euphoric like i busted off all the chains moment i really feel and maybe this can relate like for marcus was spanish that was when i was able to speak so i'm specifically talking yeah. about speaking because i feel like that's the the sexy skill as garrett popkins called it at the polygon <laughs> gathering and that's when you feel like your most superman status in a language is absolutely speaking. so and that's where i like german right now it's like yeah i love the comprehension Ian. i love it myself I was like, oh man these hurdles with speaking and it, it comes with time it comes with time but i'm just like all right like calling it the click moment it's just more like you just keep banging on the door, man. And then eventually, yeah, it'll come about. So, yeah. Well said, man. Okay. Very well okay. said. Yeah. Um, I feel uh, I feel like we really hit this one out. Oh, yeah. Um, You're out of the park. All right, boys. Well, then let's, let's just pose one more question for the pod. What's on the horizon? For... Uh, What's on the horizon? I know we talk every week. We check in with each other, but what do you feel like's on the horizon? For... Code, coder, 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 coder. coder. Yeah. Hotsburg. Well, yeah. Hotsburg. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, due to my recent development, this is an exciting time for me. I found that I've been, I've been renewed with a, a new sense of uh, motivation and excitement of both learning Korean and being here in Korea since now my time here is very limited I've got well what at, at most three months here so for the rest of my time here I really want to soak it up because I'm not gonna be here forever so I really want to just take advantage of the fact that I'm exposed to Korean every day and just like I mean, I, I've i worked 40 hours a week, so I'm at my job most of the time during the week and just in my house, practicing Korean, talking with you guys, working out in the mornings before I go to work. So I don't really get to go out too much other than on the weekends, but I'm going to do it as much as I can. I'm going to take day trips here and there to cities like Busan and Daegu, and then when I finish my work, I'm going to take a vacation to Jeju Island in Seoul. And I'm just going to do, I'm just going to go nuts. Like on Jeju Island, I'm just not going to do anything for like five days. And just, what is that? Jeju <laughs> So Jeju Island is basically like Korea's Hawaii. It's an island uh, just... Uh, maybe like 200 kilometers, 200, 300 kilometers uh, southwest off the coast of Korea. And it's basically where they all go for vacation. You guys send us some pics. Yeah, man. Yes. Send us some pics. So there will be, awesome. be lots of pictures sounds of sick. the beach. And then send I'm going to go to pics, Seoul bro. and I'm just going to, I'm just going to go nuts in Seoul for five days and then head back home. Hopefully, I mean, you guys will probably disagree, but hopefully I won't have to quarantine by that yeah, time. We'll what, what, what time was it? Else. When was it? I'll, so I'll probably be coming home sometime like early August. You're going to have to quarantine, bro. <laughs> Sorry to say it. You're 100% going to have to quarantine. Sweat doesn't sugarcoat anything. <laughs> no sugarcoating, bro. I'm going to keep it real. Get ready Our for the man. hotel quarantine, bro. Our man in quarantine, part three. Oh, my God. <laughs> Here's hoping. One can hope, right? So One can hope. I'll hope for you, bro. I'll hope for you. Vamos, vamos a, <laughs> vamos a orar. Yeah, so... Um, yeah so if i know if um, i know our prime minister right he's gonna keep he's gonna keep uh i was gonna use the p word but he's gonna keep doing his being a responsible taking maintaining responsible policy to combat the okay. pandemic okay <laughs> so yeah just to wrap things up for me i mean yeah it's it's an exciting time for me i've had some big perspective shifts and i'm just i'm excited to come home and just rock it out back in back in Alberta because I love living in Alberta I especially in the Calgary area I think I think it's great and 
yeah, I'm looking forward to coming back. Todo bien, todo bien. Y sueco, señor? You know, I'm, I'm very excited to keep um, being a productive member of the Ontario society uh, and working towards becoming a more uh, bona fide Ontarioan. <laughs> That's my main goal in life right now, becoming as Ontarioan as physically and humanly possible uh, and all that that entails. Go Blue Jays. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. go. And let's relocate the Expos back too. Um, yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah. You know what? Life's, life's cyclical sometimes. You guys know what's happening next weekend? What's going on, buddy? <laughs> the Polyglot Gathering, bro. It's coming back oh, online. Um, I signed up. Uh, I ain't getting up at 2 a.m. I'm sorry. I ain't doing it uh it's, it's the may long weekend which is a pretty cherished weekend here for all canadians so usually staring at a computer for eight hours straight is not what happens on may long so that said uh i'm gonna have access to the videos to the talks i'm gonna watch it kind of at my own free time and will afterwards so I'm not gonna be like kind of a full-on direct participant but it's fun it's happening man um uh it's cool um me personally i got a few weeks of my semester left um just obsessed with comprehensible input man every single day i feel like when i walk into the classroom i am in a laboratory of trying to teach the world languages easier uh funner funner way just a more pleasant experience and i want to keep that rolling man and chatting with my amigos who uh or in the languages as well. So that's what's on the horizon here for all of us here at the Lingaholics podcast. Uh, thank you, folks. Anyone that's listened to any of our episodes over the past year. Uh, thanks for sharing. Um, and yeah, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep pumping it out. Uh, lots to say about the languages. They are languages after all. So no shortage of words ever. So any final words here today, boys, for episode 41 year in. Parlas work. Parlas work. You know, uh, goodbye yet? Of course, of course. It's Nazdaro. No, it's not. It's. With the game winner. Game winning goal. Das wird dann ja.